are listening to the Christian Bookworm Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. I show up every week to talk to you about all things bookish and to share one fiction, one nonfiction, and one children's book selection written by and for Christians. I love reading good books, and I love helping you find good books, too. Let's dive in. This is episode four. Welcome back, bookworms. What a week. It has been election week here in the U.S., so all my U.S. listeners probably feel me on this when I say that it has been quite a roller coaster this week. Although it is 2020, so even those of you who aren't in the U.S. are likely feeling the same way. Um, I had a crazy, hectic week just in my personal life, too. So I had to be really, really intentional about my in my mindset this week. Um, and I'm guessing a lot of you probably did, too. So this felt like a really good week to bring in some cheerful or at least more cheerful uh, book recommendations. So this week I'm going to tell you about an epistolary novel, a memoir about a very inspiring young woman, and not one but five Thanksgiving-themed picture books I think you all might enjoy. Our fiction pick this week is Dear Mr. Knightley by Catherine Ray. This is a 2013 Thomas Nelson publication, And this is an epistolary novel, which is a novel in letters. I know these are not for everyone, but they are definitely for me. I love books that are written in a diary or letter format, I guess I should say, as long as they are done right. And this book, in my opinion, was definitely done right. I think these kind of books just take me back to some of my childhood favorites. I loved the Dear America series. Um kind of a children's historical fiction series written in a diary format, but I do want to say that as an adult, I've gone back through and reread a few of these, and so far I haven't liked a single one of them to share with my kids. So that actually has been quite a bummer. But I liked a lot of other diary and letter books as a kid, and I used to like to play with my friend Alicia. We used to like to play that we had found an old diary, and our playing was really like we'd spent like hours creating this old diary to find and then my mom would come pick me up and we never actually got to play. I remember that happening a couple times. Um, and I've, I've, she and I were pen pals too and I've always loved writing letters. I still to this day love writing letters and there's just something really beautiful and romantic and poetic to me about the lost art of letter writing So this book kind of scratches that itch for me. Uh, Dear Mr. Knightley is a modern spin on the 1912 classic My Daddy Long Legs by, ooh, I should have double-checked this. I want to say it's by Jean Webster, but I will have a link in the show notes. Um, So this story follows 23-year-old Sam, who is a guarded and no-nonsense bookworm, um, aging out of the foster care system as a mysterious benefactor called Mr. Knightley offers to pay her way through college, um, through the journalism program at Northwestern University. But the catch is that she has to write him frequent letters 
to um, talk about her progress, what she's learning, how college is going, how life is going. And as time goes on, she starts to let her guard down in these letters since they are anonymous and it feels like a safe place to just totally bear her heart. And as you can imagine, shenanigans, of course, ensue. This book is more playful than my usual um, style of reading, and it's witty, but it still dove deep into character development and some relationship dynamics, which is what I like, and it really tugged on my heartstrings. It is definitely a winner in my book. Um, this one is full of references to Jane Austen, too, and I feel like it would be really perfect for a classics lover who is looking for something kind of light and fun to read in this crazy, chaotic year that is 2020. If you also like epistolary novels, or at least like the lost art of writing letters, I've got some pretty fun links I also want to share, so these will be in the show notes. Um, the first thing I want to tell you about is What Should I Read Next podcast episode 250. You've got to listen to this. I, it very touching and heartwarming to me. Not necessarily some epistolary novel recommendations, although there may have been some, but the guest is a young woman who collects love letters, and she's got some really awesome things to say on the subject, and she's looking for books that read like an old love letter. I also want to tell you about Gretchen Louise. Gretchen Louise was at the Spokane Christian Writers Conference with me. I actually can't remember if we actually met there or not. I definitely saw her and was aware of her, but I don't remember if we actually took any time to, or got any time, I should say, to speak with each other while we were there. But we um, have been following each other online since then, and she is such a delight, and she's just a really delightful person to um, get to hear from. But she and her husband met when they were 13, or at least when she was 13 years old, and they um, exchanged love or exchanged letters to each other until they got married. So for I think I think it, she said it was like five years um, that they wrote letters back and forth and just became best friends and kindred spirits. And I think it's really cool that they learned right away to let their guards down and just open up their hearts to each other while they were so young. And their story is really touching to me. And so because of that past, she, of course, is naturally very fond of letters and the idea of letters. And she's got two really great blog posts um, that, again, I will link to in the show notes. One is a list of epistolary novels for adults, and one is a really nice, long, extensive list of epistolary picture books that she and her children have loved. My kids have loved, I think, every single one of the books on this list that we have been able to get our hands on. Again, this book was Dear Mr. Knightley by Katherine Ray. Our nonfiction pick this week is Kisses from Katie by Katie Davis. This is a 2011 Howard's, Howard Books publication, and this one is definitely written um, geared towards adults, but it is also on my 
uh, bookshelf for my kids to check out when they are teenagers because I think it's just such a powerful memoir. This one's also a New York Times bestseller. And it was Glamour Magazine's 2012 Woman of the Year. Uh, I guess Katie, not the book, was the Woman of the Year. So high school senior Katie spent her Christmas break on a missions trip in Uganda. She was so aware of her calling there that she upended her life completely to move to Uganda and serve in whatever capacity Jesus asked her to. This led to an About the Author blurb that reads, Now 22, Katie lives in Uganda where she is in the process of adopting 13 little girls. I don't know what you were doing when you were 22, but I was definitely not adopting 13 little girls. <laughs> um, that was in 2011. So she has since finalized those adoptions and done so many other amazing things, um, including her awesome organization, Amazima. She writes about that in this book, as well as in a follow-up book I also really loved and recommend, which is Daring to Hope. Um, and that one's by Katie Davis Majors, because she got married in between these two books. She does, of course, talk about some hard things. Um, I think that's kind of par for the course. She's living among the poverty-stricken and among homeless, and she's um, seeing a lot of things that are heartbreaking, of course, but she writes about them in a way that's not too heavy, most of the time at least. And I just walked away feeling so moved and so inspired by her story and just her beautiful spirit overall. I also follow her on Instagram. Her handle is just Amazima, and I think that she is such a powerhouse of inspiration. So definitely want to recommend this one. Kisses from Katie by Katie Davis. It is almost Thanksgiving, bookworms, and I have some things to say about that. This year has been a very interesting year, and some of you might be having a lot of trouble finding some things to be thankful about. I think that Thanksgiving, I know that Thanksgiving and Christmas are magical, wonderful times for those of us who have the right circumstances surrounding us, but they're also very painful, devastating times for a lot of people. People who have lost someone, people with difficult family situations. There's a lot of reasons why sometimes this is not the happiest time of year for everyone. And I think in 2020, probably more people than ever are dreading Thanksgiving rather than looking forward to it. And I hope that's not you. I hope that everyone listening is very much looking forward to a wonderful holiday season. But if that's not you, I just want you to know, first of all, that I am sorry for that. And second, that I am not going to abandon you on these holidays. I know a lot of podcasters take off the week of Thanksgiving and the week of Christmas, and I completely respect that. And that was initially my plan, but that just doesn't feel right. It doesn't sit well with me. And I imagine at least one of you out there just needs some normalcy to look forward to in those weeks. So I will be recording and publishing those Wednesdays as normal, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and the Wednesday before Christmas Eve. 
you can expect your regular podcast episodes to air, and I will make up for it by taking a week off in January. My family celebrates Thanksgiving, just us, just my husband, my kids, and me. We have not gotten to do Thanksgiving with family since, well, I guess it would have been 2013 when my son was a baby. So his first Thanksgiving, my parents came to see us. And before that, it was every Thanksgiving. And since then, it hasn't happened. So we like our own little traditions. We do Thanksgiving pizza instead of turkey, for example. Um, But there's something sad every year about not getting to do any of the family stuff that we all like. Um, So I completely understand that element for those of you who are looking to, you know, not be a part of a big family Thanksgiving for the first time in years. So we are trying to make our own traditions every year, and this year is no different. And one of the things that we do is read Thanksgiving-themed picture books. So this year we're also actually doing our first Thanksgiving read-aloud, which will be very interesting. We'll see how that goes. We are going to be reading Squanto, Friend of the Pilgrims by Clyde Robert Bulla. This is a scholastic book published initially in 1954. So I'm very curious to see how it goes. I always pre-read or at least skim the books that I'm going to be reading with my children or, or giving to my children, which is as overly ambitious and challenging as it sounds and exhausting as it sounds, but it's important to me. So I stick with it, but I have not read this book yet. This is, I think the first time, or at least one of the first times, um, that I'm going to be giving this a try, but enough bookish Christian moms I trust have talked about this one online. And so I am going to give it a try. So because it was published in 1954, there's a really good chance that it's just a very bright, cheerful narrative that only makes it look like everything was, I don't know, all hunky-dory. That's what came to mind. Um, But that's one of the beauties of homeschool, is that I can read this book with them, and then after each chapter, we can talk about what, what else we know about the subject, and what feels true, and how fiction and nonfiction can work together or not. I think it's going to be an interesting thing, but I'm also really curious about it. So I will keep you updated, I guess, over the next couple episodes and let you know how it's going. But like I said, we will also be reading Thanksgiving picture books. So I will share with you five of my favorites today, and I will come back and share five favorites next week as well. Hopefully this gives you time to search through your library or make your Amazon purchases or whatever you might want to do. The first one I want to tell you about is actually out of print, but I do think you'll be able to find it through some libraries and it's definitely available used online if it's something that sounds great for you. This one is a Precious Moments book which always gives me all the nostalgia because I used to sit in my bedroom as a kid and look at my big white Precious Moments storybook Bible, and I just love their sweet illustrations. This one is Let's Be Thankful by Matt Mitter. 
with illustrations by Samuel J. Butcher. This one is a 1998 Little Golden Books publication. We start and end with an actual Thanksgiving celebration, and then everything in the middle of the book is just about gratitude and the things to be thankful for. Book two is God Gave Us Thankful Hearts by Lisa Tonbergren with illustrations by David Hone. This one is a 2016 Waterbrook, Waterbrook Press publication, and they did send me a free copy to review on my blog back in 2016. I love this book. My husband really likes short, maybe two-minute long picture books. But I prefer to read something a little longer with more of a story element. So this book is more my style. I really love the God Gave Us series by Lisa Tonbergren. And this one is tied for first place for me with God Gave Us the World. Normally, all of the books in this series are about a little polar bear and her polar bear family. But this one is actually about a little wolf family. This is not actually thanksgiving. It's just simply gratitude. But it's a very sweet autumn book. There's lots of orange, lots of fall leaves, um, autumn activities. They've got a nice cozy little cabin in the woods. They go apple picking and make caramel apples together. And all throughout the book, they're just talking about gratitude and how we can develop an attitude of gratitude, a positive mindset. And I just really like the message and the illustrations and all of it. So this one is God Gave Us Thankful Hearts by Lisa Tonbergren. Book three is a little different, but it's a fun one. This one is A Turkey for Thanksgiving by Eve Bunting with illustrations by Diane DeGrant. I'm just going to go ahead and give a spoiler on this one. This is about some animals preparing for their Thanksgiving feast. And all through the book, they are on the hunt for a turkey. They just insist that it won't be Thanksgiving without a turkey at the table. But in, we, in the end, we discover that the turkey they were insistent upon was actually meant to be the guest of honor rather than the main dish. I really like this one. And not just because... I never liked Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> I just think it's sweet and cute and a whole lot of fun. Book four is Thankful by Eileen Spinelli with illustrations by Archie Preston. This one is a 2015 publication by Zonder Kids. And this one is, again, that kind of short two or three minute long style book that my husband likes to read. This one has sweet cartoony illustrations and just a really nice, simple prose to share the message of gratitude. My kids and I really enjoyed this one, and we also enjoyed pointing out things that we are grateful for afterwards. Book five is very different. This one is Balloons Over Broadway, the story of the puppeteer of Macy's Parade by Melissa Sweet. She is the author and illustrator of this one, and she either received a Caldecott honor or was nominated. This one's a 2011 by Houghton Mifflin, and I just really like it. I love nonfiction books that are 
written and illustrated in a way that lets me as the adult learn more about a subject I'm interested in and share that information with my kids, but that uses language and illustrations that just capture and captivate my children and keep them engaged and excited as well. This is definitely one of those. We live in a little cabin up in the woods and we don't have cable or internet. We barely even have cell service some days. So my kids haven't grown up with this tradition of getting to watch the Macy's Parade like I had. But two years ago we were in a hotel on Thanksgiving and they actually did get to watch the Macy's Parade. So I just thought this was a perfect book to tie that all together. And I think I was a whole lot more excited about it than they were. But I just think it's fascinating as an adult. And if your child is, or the child you'll be reading to, is interested in the Macy's Parade, then I think this will be a fun one. This just gives us the story, kind of the history of how it all got started and how it came to be. And I think it's just really fun. That's our show for today, bookworms. Thank you for listening. Thanks for being here and supporting and encouraging. And I am praying for you this week to be able to do those same things for yourself. You are amazing. And I hope that you realize that. And I hope that you can accept that and that you can carry that with you and do great things because of it. I pray for you every week. And this week, I feel really called to pray for some of you to learn to forgive yourselves. I don't know who I'm praying for. I don't know what you've been carrying, what's been weighing you down all these years. All I know is that I feel so strongly that I'm supposed to be reminding you this week that you have already been forgiven, that you were forgiven a long time ago. Your price was already paid and you don't have to carry these things anymore. You are not the mistakes you've made. You are not the things you've allowed to happen. You are new every morning and you are amazing and fearfully and wonderfully made and you don't have to carry that stuff. You can just let it go. And hopefully you can do that this week and that it can be a really great week for you because of it. As always, you can find all the books and anything else we talked about today on that show notes page. Again, that is www.authorskbell.com slash p slash show You can also connect with me on my website, www.authorskbell.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash authorskbell, and on Instagram and Twitter as Author S.K. Bell. I hope you have a really good day today, and I hope that involves you at some point curling up with a good book. See you next time. Bye.